Hi everyone, my name is Jean-Louis Chi. I am uh, here with David Brebon, who is the founder of BTI Media, and this is a safe space. So David, let's start off by, say, by telling maybe the audience about why, how you came up with this idea of BTI Media. Yeah, um, really I was, oh, I've always been interested in politics. Mm -hmm. I, I realized since I was even in grade seven when I first ran for student government. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, when I finally finished school and left university, I wanted to get involved in national politics. Um, and it really turned me off. Uh, like being involved was actually pretty disheartening the way the system works. It was worse than any experience I'd had in student politics. Um, and so I wanted to, f I didn't really, that, did, that wasn't the way I could contribute, right? Like, um, like I had previously. And then also it was paired with, you know, talking to my, I became kind of obsessed with politics and I was trying to talk to my friends about it. And I had very smart friends, intelligent friends who could talk to me about any topic, but they seemed unwilling to talk about politics. They thought if they didn't know everything about, polit about an issue, mm -hmm. they wouldn't talk about it at all. Yeah. And that's fundamentally contrary to the principles of democracy, in my mm -hmm. opinion. So that kind of like started the, the, the path towards, you know, starting this company and trying to, mm -hmm. trying to change things. Okay, that's great. And I, for, for the whole concept of safe space, I understand that it's basically talking about individuals kind of past and also how they characterize themselves. So how would mm -hmm. you characterize yourself? Uh, I, I really, I have a hard time with that question right now because I used to very much characterize myself around my accomplishments. Mm -hmm. That's what I did in university. Like, you know, I was a proud engineering student, even though I didn't like the idea of the profession that much. Mm -hmm. I was very proud of what I'd accomplished as a student politician um, and actually kind of lost a large sense of my identity upon graduating. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I am Jewish, so that's still a piece of mm -hmm. it, but I don't, I'm still like, not really sure what piece. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't even strongly identify with the idea of being male, mm -hmm. right? Like I, uh, so I really don't know, but, you know, as I've, I identify strongly with like mindfulness practices, mm -hmm. I think. And what those have kind of taught me is that it's more important to just know who I am outside of labels, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think I'm kind of, yeah, I, I kind of just want to be a good person. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm still trying to figure out each day how to do that. Mm -hmm. and, and, and when you talk about, I can bring back quickly to, mm -hmm. to the Jewish side of you, you were saying yeah. that you weren't sure what piece of that is. Yeah. yeah, so can you maybe elaborate on that part? Yeah, uh, like so I grew up in a conservative synagogue. So mm -hmm. in Judaism, there's like only really three main mm -hmm. levels. And so conservatives kind of middle of the road, but it was never actually that important. It was mm -hmm. more tradition and especially like for my grandparents. Mm -hmm. when, when my grandmother passed away, uh, we kind of lost that. Mm -hmm. And so I've never attached too strongly to any sense of religion, but there's this Jewish identity and Jewish culture that's mm -hmm. still very strong. And it, it, it's a connection, um, you know, to your family, to your history, um, especially with, when you learn about like the history of the Jewish people, like mm -hmm. throughout many countries and, and centuries, it, it kind of grounds you. Mm -hmm. um, and like my, my grandparents survived the Holocaust as well. Mm -hmm. So I still have this, this identity around being Jewish, but I don't actually know what it means mm -hmm. because 
Uh, you know, I don't do much of the cultural stuff. I don't really do any of the religious stuff. Okay. Um, but as I've become more spiritual, I've tried to ground it a bit in Judaism because mm -hmm. it, it feels comfortable. But I, but I really don't know where that fits. You don't know where where it's going, basically. Yeah. So okay. And, and in terms of um, you say yourself, you don't want to be characterized by by labels. So what is your opinions on 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 this? People labeling themselves, you know, the different, you know, cultural currents or or race or all the other. I I really am just kind of against labels mm -hmm. altogether. I think you know. A lot of the civil rights movements in the past were about getting rid of labels mm -hmm. and, and having people treated as individuals. Mm -hmm. But now there's this movement, you know, the pro progressive movement is now trying to like reinstate these ideas of labels, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, you see it with like, it's kind of, they're all kind of following a similar path. Like for sexuality, there was gay and straight and bi, but really it's a spectrum. And that's what we eventually got to and are trying to just, at that point, why talk about it at all right mm -hmm. and like I don't care about my friend's sexuality at all mm -hmm. I appreciate if it's important to them and they tell me and they mm -hmm. trust me with that um, but I just don't see the point I don't mm -hmm. care who you love I mm -hmm. care if I like you as a person and I find it, it's like that a lot you know with with race with gender as well it's I, I don't care about someone else's labels um, I understand if it's important for them at the time, but I've been trying to strip mine away and I find the less we box ourselves and each other in, the happier we all are. Uh, and what would you say for, if I may play the devil's advocate to this, is saying all the societal pressure that comes with, for example, being, you know, uh, uh, gay or being, uh, yeah, it's coming from 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 a you know Latino or or, or black background that you know they a lot of people are saying because of that heritage and and because of that orientation it makes it harder for society to 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 really make something out of it right to have a good successful career. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that mm -hmm. premise. Like I do believe in privilege, but I think I think attaching yourself to your label as an that it may be underprivileged actually perpetuates it, okay. right? I think, you know, if you, and again, a, a big part of my life now is mindfulness stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I, I do enjoy reading about Buddhism and, and spirituality generally. And it's all very much about like the narratives you tell yourself are what you experience. Okay. So if you wake up every day and tell yourself you're oppressed, you're more likely to view the world that way. You're more likely to notice small things as oppressive mm -hmm. um, but if you pay attention to the things that like the people who aren't doing that if you pay attention to the aspects of the world that aren't that it actually like creates a, a snowball effect in a positive way so I don't disagree that mm -hmm. though that some people are have less privilege than me and have a harder time but I think rooting your yourself in those labels actually makes it tougher but isn't there because, uh, like you said, there, of, that, of that lack of privilege, isn't there like a a, a wrong to be right written, right? Isn't there something that that society need to do to write this historical uh, pressure? Yeah, and I think, but I think the way to do it is to like focus on, you know, treating everyone as a human individual, okay. 
right? Like, uh, fundamentally, right? Like, and that's, you know, from what I understand about Jews throughout history, they, like, we had it tough, right? Like, mm -hmm. in a lot of places, we had it tough, but we didn't sit and complain about it. We got to work. And, mm -hmm. you know, maybe it was easier because we could, we were white and we could mm -hmm. integrate, but we were also heavily targeted throughout mm -hmm. history. And in, even in Canada, the most hate crimes are still committed against Jews. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't sit here and complain about it. I don't sit here and say, I have racist, I have anti-Semitic things said to me. Mm -hmm. I ignore it and I know that's them. Mm -hmm. I can't control what someone does. I can only control my reaction mm -hmm. to it. Um, and, and I think giving, and so that's what I focus on. And I think that's, what I what Jew, what I've been taught as a Jew, and what I think other Jews are taught as well. Mm -hmm. and, and how do you think? Yeah, so that that your 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 background has helped make the person you are today. Yeah, I, I definitely think like Judaism definitely factored into mm -hmm. how I am as a as a person. I'd say. Mm -hmm. and, and and what other aspect do you think has has helped you become the person you are today in terms of experiences oh. or in terms of. I very much see my parents in me. Mm -hmm. I used to always be very similar to my dad. Mm -hmm. And as I've become more comfortable with myself and my, let's call it gender, mm -hmm. I've very much seen more of my mom in myself. Um, and that, that was definitely tough. I, I, have, I have a tendency to be very anxious. Mm -hmm. And when I started to think about um, my gender identity, it wasn't easy for mm -hmm. me. Um, but I very much just see the, the love that my parents showed me and I mm -hmm. just try and, you know, emulate that into the world. Okay. And, and that's, well, tell that, like, were there moments that you felt different? Um, I've else? always felt different. Um, I've never felt like I was like the, the manly man, right? Mm -hmm. Like I always did, but I, I kind of acted that way. Like mm -hmm. I really felt fake for mm -hmm. a long time because um, I was very uncomfortable uh, being challenged, right? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be, you know, un the more aggressive male because then I wouldn't be questioned, right, in, in the male circles and mm -hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, so I don't remember the question, but that's what came... As in, like, one was that you felt different, right? Yeah, uh, but, but, but I, I've mm -hmm. honestly felt different for most of my life. I've never really just like flowed easily with mm -hmm. with everyone else um what i i always liked being the center of attention mm -hmm. and i what i say now is it's easiest to hide in the spotlight mm -hmm. right if you're in the spotlight you can control what people are saying about mm -hmm. you and for me it was a lot of uh, often a lot of negative stuff um, and i was okay with that because at least i controlled it and uh, that was less scary than letting them control it mm -hmm. um, so I've always, I've always felt different. So, uh, and there's just been like times of, you know, anxiety where I've noticed it around a specific thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I questioned my sexuality much more than a lot of my male friends mm -hmm. did or admitted. I, I questioned my gender. And when I told some friends that they actually laughed and dismissed it because mm -hmm. they're like, you know, you, you're clearly not not a dude mm -hmm. right so why like you're just thinking about it for no reason right okay. it's like so i've always i've thought about my own experience far more than mm -hmm. apparently the average person so i've always felt different because of that okay i see and and what has changed right or what 
because you you're talking about a time where you didn't feel good and you try to overcompensate it, yeah. right? Right now, what has changed since those days? I've put in a lot of work. Okay. I, I, at some point, I just was, I decided I was very unhappy with how I was behaving. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, I had gotten stuck in bad habits that were originally meant to protect myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, I, I kind of lost a real sense of purpose. Most of how I had identified was around okay. my successes. Okay. And I lot, when I didn't have what I was doing, I didn't have my career as my identity, let's say. Mm -hmm then I had no sense of identity. And, mm -hmm. and at first it was terrifying. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I fell into a depression. I had a lot of anxiety. But um, as I kind of worked through that, I did like a lot of like mindfulness work, meditation, mm -hmm. journaling, therapy mm -hmm. uh, for, for probably a solid year. Um, okay. And it kind of transitioned me from being terrified that I didn't have an identity to being mm -hmm. very freed by it. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm not worried about what labels to put on myself, what mm -hmm. boxes to fit in, I can just exist however I do and that's okay. So I'm, I'm still working on it. Mm -hmm. um, but that's what changed is I kind of, I had only ever identified with my success. Mm -hmm. And when I lost what I was successful at, uh, it kind of, it kind of blew everything up i see and then it was kind of a reset that needed to be done and yeah you, you embarked on that journey yeah and it, it was a really tough reset and mm. uh you know i'm still i still struggle with it sometimes mm -hmm. um but overall you know it, it's been quite liberating since i'd okay. say so you would still consider yourself again different but then now in a more way more positive yeah I, i'm much more okay with mm -hmm. it and i think it's made me kind of realize how everyone is everyone is different and mm -hmm. it's it's only by nature of society that we we like to sort other people up nicely okay and then we end up sorting ourselves in the same way mm -hmm. um and and so you know, it's about trying to unplug from that and only care about what I think about myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, what do you, so in terms of the, the trigger, was it solely that loss of what you were good at or were there other sources also that triggered that and reset? Um, I, I think it, that was a, that was like the straw that broke the camel's mm -hmm. back. Yeah. But for a long time, I kind of wasn't happy with myself. Mm -hmm. I think I had chosen at a young, I can remember choosing when I was in junior kindergarten mm -hmm. to be a bully um, okay. because I got bullied and I mm -hmm. didn't like it. And that really perpetuated in, mm -hmm. until I graduated university. I was right. a bully and I was known as like not a nice person by a lot of people. And that weighs on you. I used to joke about how I couldn't have a drink with myself. I'd hate it. Mm -hmm. But like you spend the most time with yourself, yeah, right? Exactly. And I didn't ever realize that was a problem. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I used to like I used to, you know, have breakdowns at like about once a school term just because I I was acting a certain way mm -hmm. that I felt I shouldn't, but I couldn't stop myself, mm -hmm. right? And people you also respond how to how people treat you. Mm -hmm. People were treating me as that guy. Yeah. So I, it was easiest to respond as that guy exactly. and not have to 
you know, I joke about how I needed to come out as not an asshole type thing, right? Yeah. Like, and because I, I tried to very much just change how I was acting, but it's very tough mm -hmm. when you're surrounded by people who are used to you acting that way. And who, yeah, so you kind of, unfortunately, had that image, and then you felt that to a certain degree you had to feed into that, that yeah. image, even though you were someone completely different than yeah. what was out there. Yeah, and I, I've tried to use the internet a bit. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I posted about... Uh, I posted something I wrote about my gender. Mm -hmm. I posted something I wrote about my mental health because I've mm -hmm. had a lot of mental health issues yeah. in the past, like you know, year and a half around all of this. And so it's like my my way of starting to let my friends know that, like, hey, I'm different. And mm -hmm. like I've gotten really great support from the friends who like were my actual friends, mm -hmm. right? I used to joke that when people met me, it kind of went like this. Mm -hmm. At first, I was like a nice guy, like mm -hmm. on the like the first moment you meet me. As you interact with me a bit, I yeah. seem like kind of a dick. Mm -hmm. But once you actually get to know me, I'm actually a good guy. Mm -hmm. And so the people who managed to like give me the time of day and actually mm -hmm. get to know me past how I acted, mm -hmm. they've been very supportive of me. And they've reached out and told me like, I'm not only the asshole because when you're in the depression mm -hmm. and stuff, oh, sure. it's hard to remember the times you were a good friend and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's just been really good to remember I've always been sort of, I've always been, you know, who I am now, mm -hmm. even if I didn't act that way. Okay. And if I can loop it back to kind of the previous conversation we were having about gender, you think, because you were mentioning how you know, you had to have compensate and that has created kind of a meaner side to you. Do you think mm -hmm. that really was the, the initial trigger? The fact that this whole gender, this whole gender, your gender, your, your, your gender kind of idea wasn't what really you, you saw society, what it was expecting of, of, of a quote-unquote guy and then yeah. decided to at, at the route. At the time, I didn't view it mm -hmm. super like heavy about gender mm -hmm. i viewed it more just about sensitivity okay. right like i was protecting myself mm -hmm. i and i did it at such a young age that i didn't really develop myself at all mm -hmm. like i i tried i really looked at the media and i looked mm -hmm. at society and i just acted how i thought i should to accomplish what i wanted mm -hmm. that's and and it was very bizarre but i felt like i never really developed a sense of self okay. as i've uh, as I've kind of thought about it more and, and looked into it more, I now view it as toxic masculinity. Fundamentally, okay. I like I think that's a big problem in society and definitely what impacted me the most. Mm -hmm. Especially because I view a lot of the behaviors I, you know, exhibited mm -hmm. were based on the media because mm -hmm. of how I thought I should act. Yeah. And that is hugely, that has a huge problem with toxic masculinity mm -hmm. in the way I treated women in the way I treated mm -hmm. my other male friends in the way you know I behaved as a as a leader right mm -hmm. um, so I definitely think gender played a large role um, even though I didn't recognize it at the time mm -hmm. and if you were for example now for for, for uh, someone who was younger what would you do right what, what, what were the advice you would give someone a younger self or or someone that, that that yeah might be going through a similar process i think the most important thing is compassion and mm -hmm. telling little boys it's okay mm -hmm. right like i got the love and the me i love my dad as well but i got mm -hmm. such a good message of love from my mom mm -hmm. 
in that feminine, compassionate way, mm-hmm. but I, I dismissed it, right? Like that was how her and my sister could act. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, you know, it started to be okay for gay men to act that way. Mm-hmm. Or now there's like trans people who can act more feminine mm-hmm. as well. But to just be a straight man, mm-hmm. like you weren't supposed to act that way mm-hmm. still. Um, so I think it's important for, for just straight men to come out with their more feminine sides. Mm-hmm. Um, feminine sides with their more Mm -hmm. compassionate loving sides Um, because especially at a young age in adolescence when there's Mm -hmm. so much going on it's terrifying right if I'm compassionate I might be gay Mm -hmm. if I'm compassionate I might be a woman right Mm -hmm. whereas and that's just additional layers Mm -hmm. that are terrifying so I I, I, my advice is to a young male is like whatever you're feeling it's okay and, and you'll figure it out um, and you, it's important to love and to be allowed to show your love, show your emotion mm-hmm. and just be yourself uh, as tough as it is. Mm-hmm. And if I, if I may loop it to what's happening in today's political world yeah. with Doug Ford kind of removing the sexual education curriculum, um, you know, do you think that is something that we should, that should it still exist and adding kind of, or what are the topics you would like to see if, in that curriculum. Yeah, well, I, I have different political views on okay. the curriculum itself. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's more logistics than anything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, fundamentally, I think it's important for society to be able to have these conversations openly. Okay. Um, and, and if that's if, if other people think the school is the place to do that through mm-hmm. a sex ed class, all power to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important for the media in particular, mm-hmm. you know, especially kids get more media than they ever have, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's important for parents and, and the media in particular, and also perhaps schools and the government to allow these conversations openly, mm-hmm. but also to frame it as broadly as possible. I think still some of the framing that I interpret is if you have feminine traits, you're either you know, on the sexuality spectrum or on the gender spectrum, mm-hmm. um, and not necessarily that you're just you know, a sensitive, I say like, I'm a sensitive flower of a man, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I feel like that's still not allowed. You, mm-hmm. you always, if you're a male that has the traits I have, there's still something not male about you, let's say. Okay. And, and you, and you would say that's portrayed through like all, everything in the media, angels, the, the singing culture, like movies. And... Yeah, I, I definitely, I put the most onus on media because mm-hmm. it does feed us, especially once you graduate from whatever schooling, mm-hmm. it, that's where you get your information from. Okay. Um, but I think society at large, like there's been great advances in a lot of you know, minority rights and, and everything like that, but there's mm-hmm. never been allowance given to, for men to talk about the struggles they have just purely as men, mm-hmm. right? And it's seen as men don't have problems, right? We have Mm -hmm. the, uh, a straight white male has the epitome of privilege, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean we don't have issues. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, it's great that women are pushing to be more like men, let's say, Mm -hmm. more aggressive, more in power Mm -hmm. and and that stuff, but you don't see as much of the equivalent, you know, men being stay-at-home dads Mm -hmm. and fighting for it, nurses, um, and just being more emotional, being more sensitive. I, I still think there's a very much a strong attachment with those traits and somehow being less of a man. And so, so, so what's the corrective uh, kind of measures 
that the media can apply, right, to start changing the narrative. That's tough. I'm not really sure. Like, I think it's stuff like this. I think it's mm -hmm. just showing honesty, right? Like, uh, showing people of all experiences, mm -hmm. and then you get get to fill in the gaps, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why I think you know spectrums are are what's important, right? Mm -hmm. Everything is a spectrum. Sexuality, right? I don't like the label of gay, straight, bi, mm -hmm. right? Those are three buckets. Mm -hmm. To just say sexuality doesn't matter, mm -hmm. that's much more freeing. And it's mm -hmm. the, I'm, that I have the same view with gender and from my own experience as well, like I didn't. I don't want to label myself as non-binary, mm -hmm. but I also don't associate with with what I think the media tells me male is, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so I think it's about moving forward to, you know, gender is a spectrum and mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Um, that is what I think is the most freeing, because otherwise you're just trying to box people in for your comfort, but that doesn't help them. In the sense where. What about finding um, you know, reference points, right? Because those buckets do, to some degree, offer a certain amount of you know uh, associated characteristics. Characteristic, yeah. Characteristics. So, how, how would you uh, you know characterize that? Saying that people sometimes do need those reference points, right, to, to find their own identity. Yeah, that's very fair, and I, I haven't put too much thought into mm -hmm. that specifically. My hope is that you just provide enough information to provide a good picture, right? Uh, you know, let's say instead of three buckets of sexuality, you have ten, right? Mm -hmm. Like, at some point it doesn't matter, there's no more buckets. It's, mm -hmm. it's fr it goes from discrete to continuous. Mm -hmm. So the hope that I have is you just provide, you allow for such an open dialogue mm -hmm. that it's just a continuous scale. And, mm -hmm. you know, we have a show on sexuality and, you know, anyone can come and talk honestly. So you're, you see that people can talk honestly so you can feel honestly, mm -hmm. right, without the buckets. Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, pretty much most of the time that we have. Any mm -hmm. closing remarks they would like to express to our audience? I guess like the, the thing that I'd want to say is that, you know, I am a straight white male, mm -hmm. but I've had struggles too, right? Like I, I've questioned my sexuality, I've questioned my gender, and I don't know like how I consider my maleness mm -hmm. now. Um, but it, I think we're losing compassion for straight white males, mm -hmm. which we have every privilege, I agree with that, but it still doesn't take away from the struggles we can have as well. Mm -hmm. um, and there's still a lot of expectations put on how we should behave. Mm -hmm. um, and it's about time we start addressing that, because I think if you tackle that, it actually will help every, every other conversation change as well. Mm -hmm. Great, all right, well. It's a wrap, so thank you for joining us. Uh, again, my name is Jean-Louis here with David Burbaum. Have a good day.